Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. The reading today comes to us from Luke 12, 49 through 56. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it's complete. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on five in one household will be divided. Three against two and two against three, there will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it's going to rain. And it, it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our scripture today reads so true about our people as a whole. We take things at face value, the predictable, the things that are easy to understand. <laughs> we look outside our window and we see the sun shining. We say it's going to be nice. It's going to be a warm day. We look outside and see clouds in the sky and we say there's going to be a chance of rain. Throughout the year we look and we see so many things. In the fall we see the cloud or the trees changing color and we say winter is almost upon us. It's going to get colder. When the snow melts and the plants spring up from the ground, we, we know it's going to be spring. The leaves come, summer, and heat all over again. We know the predictable. We understand it. It's what we cling to because it doesn't change. It's always there for us. But our scripture tells us there is so much more. More that we should look into and not be blinded by what this world gives. There is a division that comes with knowing 
When I grew up, I'm the youngest of four brothers. Usually, we're the baby of the family gets everything. They're the ones that are treated better. Unfortunately for the position that I was in, I didn't have that. The brother that was one year older from me had spina bifida. So he was the one that got the baby scenario done with him. But even with that, I still got all the hand-me-downs that that youngest gets. So I didn't get the best of anything. The clothes I had were worn and stretched and had holes in them and stains and had that little sharpie mark in the tag that crossed out each name as it went down the line. So the identity of something that was my own was never there. So when it came time for birthdays and gifts from Christmas and various other times, kids acquire things that they long for and want. Those were the only times I really got things that were mine. And it created division. Because growing up in a large family with so many siblings, for many of you, you already know this, there's always division. Things get passed down and that same mental thought of sharing kind of goes away for the youngest one because you're getting everything that's left over and never anything truly yours. Even though the older ones are seemingly having a little bit of an easier time with it. So you grasp on to those things that are yours. And it's hard to give them up. So it started a lot of arguments with my brothers, which escalated up to the parents, as everything seemingly always does. And being in a family that never truly really had too much, the older ones always seemed to get. And by the time it got down to the younger, there was never really enough money to do much. The older ones got to go out to the malls or get those radios and compact discs, which eventually turned into CDs and MP3 players and who knows what else. But by the time it got down to the youngest, things were always beat up and broken. Have those scratches that just won't come out. So, in a lot of ways, I can relate to what my children are going through right now. Five kids. It's easy to understand the division that is created in families. <coughs> Nevertheless, between the boy and the girl issue. But... I can see the division starting early. My girls have things passed down over time. 
and even from being a split family where my two oldest are from another marriage, that's even more a divide because of being separated from week in and week out. Families are different and are able to cope with it differently. Thankfully, mine are growing up learning. I can catch a little bit more ahead of time before things happen. And even with that cadence now being the youngest and the baby of the family, she's pretty spoiled. And she knows it. And she uses it to her advantage. Her sisters and her brothers don't like it, so it causes conflict. But you see it. The kids have one TV in our dining room, which is also their playroom. It's never quiet. They're always fighting over who's going to watch what's next, and which toys are whose, and who's playing with what, and who's knocking what down. And when it's quiet, it's when you have to worry. Because they're not even quiet when they're sleeping. <laughs> but that divide starts early in our children's lives, and it even started early in our lives. As our kids learn the division that this world gives to us, it's something that grows. It desensitizes them to what this world and what God truly has for them and has for us. <coughs> Kids get into video games and all the technical things, fighting games, Fortnite, so many different things that they get put in their lives that desensitize them to the value of life itself. They put pointing systems on individuals that you kill in video games various other things that desensitize them to what life truly means. And it's not just video games, it's even in the Disney Channel itself. Have you watched any of the programs that they go on now? They show kids bullying, to pull pranks on others, to retaliate for actions that other people do. Creating more of that rift and that divide that we try to keep our children from or our families away from. And even so much more now with my daughter Carmen going into the new school. I know how she's going to be treated just because of how she was and how I've grown up. I grew up dyslexic in a school that was one of the well-off schools. And I was treated badly because of it. So I feel what she will be going through and I will do everything I can to keep it from happening. 
But even though I may guard her, that divide is still there and building. And it's not just my child, it's children everywhere. Between the bullying and all the different stereotypes and things that are pushed onto them, it grows until a time where they get out of school or thrown into a world where they have to do everything for themselves. If you don't start out on a good foot, you lose. Just like I mentioned with you earlier about certain issues that I've dealt with, I hate being put into situations. I don't know where those individuals have come from, what sort of life they've lived, but I know what alcohol does to people. It changes them. It can make a thought become action. Whether it's an action that you would normally do on any given day, because of that substance, it made the action reality. It further widens that divide that is in people. It's not just there, but it's in our government, our world itself, that divide grows. We seemingly can't get together on anything. And unfortunately, when we're at our rock bottom, it seems that's the only time that we can come together. Look back to 9-11 when the plane crashes in Washington and in Somerset County happened. That fear of the unknown, not knowing what would happen, create a fear in our society, in our families, in our generation itself. We didn't know what was going to happen. Nevertheless, what was going to happen next With that fear and that unknowing, a whole civilization came together. More people started going to church looking for answers. Took more time to sit down with their families and show the love that God has for them around them. Why does it take something so dramatic to close that divide? To bring that separation together where we can be a people that God truly wants us to be. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but when do you know how to interpret the present time? 
do we know how to interpret now? With that division that we are grown into and society gives to us, it's hard to interpret anything that goes on. We look at all the things at face value. We may see someone in a higher class area. You know those people that look like they're better off, their houses and their yards are pristine. They look like they come from such a better means that they don't have to worry about anything. Even to the point to where they don't even have to go out and take care of their yards or their houses themselves. They can have companies come in and do it for them. And we know what we think about those people because we take it at face value. We look and see what we want to see. We even come down to those people that may not have as much as those. And yes, they still may look like they're better off. But those are the ones that are outside first thing in the morning, knocking the dew off the grass to get that extra little bit of water into their ground. Before the heat builds up, they're cutting their grass, each time going in a different direction so they don't burn it out and create more problems down the road. They see something wrong with their house and they fix it. <coughs> they work hard and appreciate everything that they have. But though we still don't see it, we see one of those individuals that have more than what we have. Then we come down to those areas where we see people that don't have much. There's parts of their houses falling off, the paint's chipped. Sometimes the grass is five, six inches, a foot high in their yards. And we think they're at the bottom, they are the lowest of the low. not realizing that they're a family struggling just to have every single thing that they have. They're working hard day in and day out to acquire just what they need to live and don't have time to do the things to make themselves look a little bit better. We look and see what we want to see the predictable, the face value of what this world gives. But our scripture tells us not to interpret the appearance of what the earth and sky is, <laughs> that there is something greater for us to look into. Look at the core of every situation that comes in our path. When we start looking a little bit deeper, that divide starts to come together and we have an understanding and a clarity that we may not have had before. 
We may see a family who has everything and seemingly doesn't do anything, but see how much they're willing to give to their communities and to the people around them. We'll see someone who is working hard and devoting their life to their family and their community and to the possessions that they have. And being good people to the people around them. Even down to the struggle in someone's life to pick themselves up out of disparity. To work hard, even though they may not have the best of things, they still have something to work forward to. We see through the actions that this world gives to us. Those actions that cloud our judgments in our minds. And that divide slowly comes together. I'm not going to say that we shouldn't look to those constants. Because this world is a part of those constants. If you see clouds, you might as well think it's going to rain. Because, well, it's Pennsylvania. It's hard to say. But most likely it's going to happen even though the weatherman usually gets it wrong. If you see the leaves and the trees changing, you can bet yourself winter's not that far along. But open yourself to the possibility that you don't know. There are things that are mysterious to us that we fear. But with those things that we don't know and those things that we fear, we grow so much more from them. Those are those experiences that tie us together, that make us grow and learn, not just about the society that we live in, but ourselves in retrospect to it. How we work together in this great big scheme of things. That we can see how the world truly works. But most of all, how God truly works in it. The only one true constant that we should devote our lives to, linger on to, grasp and hold on for is that love that our God our himself gives to us. Knowing that it will never change. That despite every divide, every anger, every conflict that this world gives, that one constant will help us through. It will sustain us until better days. It'll help us look for what's right. 
and help us overcome what's wrong. It'll close those divides in our mind and our hearts. And that's where it needs to start. Because when that divide closes, that love that our God has for us shines a light that exudes from each and every one of us to all of those around us. We start seeing those opportunities to where we can help those that are in need of it, that those divides hide from us. We can see the needs in our communities and in our society itself, where we can make a beginning, a building block to something new and to something greater. Where God's love cannot just be a part of our lives, but be a part of every one of those around us. To be those examples that God wants us to be. Those loving, living examples of what Jesus Christ was to each and every one of us. And still is to all of those in the future. So let us look for that unknown in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. Try not to take things at face value because when we do those assumptions, you know what they say about assuming. I won't say that here. <laughs> but it's true. We miss out on what's greater. We miss out on the true meaning of what love and understanding is. So let us look into those places that we may not have looked before. Look for that understanding of why people do the things they do. Because we will learn in return. We will learn about the world that we live in, but we will most of all learn about ourselves and the reasons why we do the things we do. And those divides will finally close. And this world will be lifted to a place where God wants it to be. A loving and sustaining place where people can live together, accept one another, And be great in this great creation that God has for us. Let us pray. Dear loving Father, we are grateful for all that you do for us in our lives. Even though, God, we know there are many hardships. Many things that divide us from ourselves, each other, but most of all, God, divide us from you. And God, we struggle with it day in and day out. Our lives change in so many different ways. So many situations come down our path to make us do things that sometimes we normally don't do. But 
God, we know that you are there loving us with your arms wide open to lift us up, to make us brighter, loving, existing people to be what you want us to be. We know that life will be struggled for us. But God, we know that you will be there for us, loving us, guiding us, giving us every opportunity to be those children that you want us to be. Closing those divides of our hearts and minds, opening us to a new reality that only comes from being that loving disciple that you want us to be. And we are grateful for every opportunity that you give. But most of all, we are grateful for that one true loving gift that you gave to us that closed that divide that we had from you and this world and our lives itself that living sacrifice through your son Jesus Christ that opened us up and truly brought us together where we will be with you in that loving embrace that you have for us. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And now 